Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome to the Joe Girardi Show. Yeah, buddy. I'm Joe Girardi. Alongside me, Joe Girardi. We're 877 99 on Fox. No, you no, want to no. talk and you want to be Joe Girardi, too. Special number 877 99 Girardi. That we get right through. No, you know, no. You know, what do those extra no, digits do? No secretary, no assistant. You get right through. 877 Girardi. I'm That's very, very excited about Tim, it. Tim, you get right through, Tim. 877 Girardi. I'm telling you right now, I am going to have my hand over the dump button like we're playing pressure luck. <laughs> no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop! That's exactly where we're headed tonight on a Friday night. Coffee is brewing, and we are ready for a big night of entertainment here in the Geico Studios. It has already been a big day, big night in Major League Baseball. United States men's national team, Christian Pulisic with a USA! USA! Hey, you get a big feature on 60 Minutes. You know you've made it. You you. know you're getting the push. Oh, I'm telling you. Watch out. Watch out for the United States now. Wait, do we want to hear his greatness? Because uh, people need to dig it. No, 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 no. Come on, no, look. Push you know me. How much do I want to talk about Christian Pulisic all the time? Because you know what I say about him. 
He's it. He's the superstar we're waiting 30 years for. It's almost like you have a financial stake in his future. He's going to be the reason why the United States is a true dark horse team for this World Cup and the next two to three World Cups after it. Horse meat sandwich. Horse meat sandwich. We're going to be one of the heavy favorites across the country like teams like Spain are favorites and Germany. We're going to be that good because of him. He had such a big game, pretty much sending the United States to the World Cup. We think it's such a big deal that, oh, we're barely qualifying. No, it's only because we were so terrible the first two games with Klinsman. We're in the situation we're in right now, but we're in third place after thumping Panama tonight. I want to talk about Pulisic, and we will. You you know, people would really love to blame Jurgen Klinsman for what happened to the New York Yankees tonight. (laughs) But, but we, no, it's we, Joe Girardi front and center. Have, Wildcat Joe. We have to talk about Joe Girardi. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Why didn't you challenge it? Wildcat Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Why did you take Throw the damn towel! In a game that had everything, and we've spent the last couple nights telling you truthfully, because we always tell the truth, and at Christmas you tell the truth. <laughs> I'm going to do it with giant novelty <laughs> note cards. Why didn't you challenge? Andrew Lincoln just things out. Uh... Games are long. The Yankees-Indians game has absolutely everything you'd want in a baseball game. And we've had great drama today. We'll get to the Astros and the Red Sox. But Yankees-Indians had everything you wanted in a baseball game. Everything. It's why they play baseball. It's why it reminds you that, oh, that's why this is the national pastime. It had bad umpiring. I didn't know what a strike was. Most of the game, I didn't know what a strike was because Dan Isonia was just so all over the place. But it was fun watching Ramirez strike out on pitches that Judge walks on and the same pitches that Greg Bird strikes out on. You had great plays in the game, many great plays. You had Jan Gomes' throw to second base to double off Ronald Torres, who pinch ran, who made a horrendous play. You had a horrible throw by Eric Gonzalez, which put the... Indians in a situation where they could have lost the game in nine innings. You had great plays. You had bad plays. You had really bad umpiring, and you had Joe Girardi. We had big home had, runs. You had big moments. And, you had everything you'd want. I and mean, this game, you, a managerial gaffe that will potentially. Two. two not one. Well, not one. But there's one. one. There's one. Not that, one. Yeah, I know. Two, I know. Not one. Well, there's one that started this not chain one. reaction. No, no, no. Don't say one. Of throwing up all around <laughs> on yourself. But the second one. The Yankees fall to the Indians 9-8 in 13 innings. This was a game the Yankees led 8-3 in the sixth inning. And Joe Girardi is going to be fired for two decisions he made during this game that cost the Yankees the victory. And he made it even worse on himself what he said afterwards trying to explain these mistakes. First of all, let's deal with this. Yankees are up 8-3 in the sixth inning. CC Sabathia is cruising. Right? It was a 12 out of 13. Mm-hmm. He had set down in a row. He, had, he walked a batter, and then he got Jay Bruce to line out, and he comes out of the game. So he comes out of the game in the sixth inning, up 8-3, and in no trouble, really. And even if he does get in a little bit of trouble, he had pitched so well enough that you could say, okay, we can. We He's can a KG veteran. We you got to give him a little bit of rope. rope. Exactly. I know Girardi, You're up 8 3. Girardi loves his bullpen, and you want to keep going to those guys. And I understand that. But when a guy is pitching well, you got to continue to let him pitch well. I mean, the Indians had been silent for four innings, silent. For four innings in Sabathia, it's not like it's not like they were first and third. He was tired. Guys hitting ropes. No, seventy-seven pitches. He comes out of the game. 
What happens after that? The Indians load the bases. Francisco Lindor hits a grand slam. An 8-3 game is now 8-7. The Indians tie it 8-8, thanks to a home run from Jay Bruce. Look at that. Bruce juice. And they win it in the 13th inning. This is, I mean, to say it like that, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the game, but there's so much to get to because this is just one of those games. The way you ended describing that was like, oh, it was a long game. Yeah, it got yeah, to 13. Yeah, 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 13 you know, they tied it up. It's like there were a couple of home runs. I mean, ah. It's like me saying, oh, and then what happens is, you know, Han Solo leaves because he gets paid, and, and the, you know, the Death Star is closing in on the planet. They attack the Death Star. They get down to, like, two or three fighters left. It looks like Darth Vader's going to kill Luke, but Han Solo comes back and knocks him off, and Luke blows up the Death Star. Sorry, spoiler alert. Allegedly. And that was the movie. I, mean, I watched that the other that's night. How, really, that's how I explained that. punch drunk at the end of the night as well. <laughs> but Joe Girardi lifts CC Sabathia for really NGR, no good reason, other than is that a cable network? Than, now? Than, NGR. Welcome to NGR. <laughs> Trying to figure out why Joe Girardi lifted Sabathia, I was waiting. I had to hear him say, "What's he going to say after the game to say why he lifted Sabathia?" And number one, I'm waiting for CC told me something. He told me he was fatigued. He told me he was tired. He told me he was done. Something, whatever it was, even though it was 77 pitches. I'm waiting for that. Instead, Joe Girardi decides, you know what? I'm going to get a lot of flack for this and one other big call, but you know, let me let me throw a little bit more gasoline on this fire with my answer for why I took CC out of the game. Kind of what we've done all year with Greeny. You know, it was it was set up for Greeny to come in and you know, I decided to go, you know, usually we give CC, you know, somewhere around 90 pitches. I think he was at 80, and it was set up for our bullpen. And I went there, and it didn't work. That is the quintessential answer that gets managers fired when you say, this is how we've done it all year long. This is how we've done it. This is the playoffs. You do it that way during the season because CC's coming back. In five days, he's going to pitch again. You have a game tomorrow and the next day. and the, You do it because that's how you do it during the regular season. And it stuns me that it's Girardi because Girardi's won a World Series before. I mean, it was a long time ago when the Yankees were in the World Series, but still, he's won a World Series. And saying it was all set up for this. In the playoffs, it's different. It's a different animal. When your pitcher is pitching well, you leave him out there. You let him go until you know, I got to take you out. Because you know what? Tomorrow, you may need your bullpen. Or the day after that, you want to make sure your bullpen's rested. I know you got an off day coming up tomorrow, but you want to make sure your bullpen's rested and you have the best pitcher in to win this game right now. I know you want to go to green, and then you keep making the moves. You go, you don't trust Patances anymore, but that's okay. But you have to win this game. It's different in the I get it in the regular season and that's why we talk about things change so much more in baseball from the regular season to the postseason than in any other sport because when you do when you decide I'm going to take you out you, now you're up in the air okay now suddenly the Indians like hey this guy that's been you know throwing goose eggs at us for the last four innings he's out of the game now hey doors open for us you allowed them to get back in the game and you honestly you stopped trying to win this game and figured it was over now it's time. You know what? Just going to turn it over the bullpen now and CC's coming out. 77 pitches. You want to take him out at 90? That's 90. Get him through six. Get him through seven. Let him keep pitching because you have to win this game. This is the game. You have, If you don't win this game and the bullpen blows it well, what do you say? Well, you know, CC was there and and I brought in my guys. They didn't do it. We'll get back at it tomorrow. Uh, there's no tomorrow. You're down to nothing. You have to make sure you win this game. Lou Pinella did that in the early 2000s in a series against the Dodgers, and I never forgot it when he took out 
Carlos Zambrano in a game in which Zambrano was cruising, mm-hmm. and he took him out, and they wound up losing. And he, he was throwing he was throwing zeros for six innings. And Pinella, after the game, said, we're bringing him back on three days rest. Okay, that's why. You got to win this game. Forget about bringing him back on three days rest. You got to win this game. No, but that's and the- you know what? There was no three days rest because the Cubs got swept out of the playoffs. You have to win this game. And Joe Girardi said, ah, we're good. We got this game. Let's start looking at something else. And now their season's over. Yeah, now I'm going to start looking on the internet to see if there's any video of Zambrano after being taken out because he was a noted... Um- he wasn't calm, collected, and, and, you know, a guy that just took the the hook from the manager very well. In this particular case, you got a lot of things at, at work. One-on-one on, one out. You don't have the fleet of foot. Carlos Santana, he's not running anywhere. And you look at the way Sabathia had run. Five strikeouts in his five and a third innings. You have your bullpen, and, and that's, that's fine. But you've already chased Kluber, right? You, you're at a point where you, you've got to put the – the dagger in. I mean, you, you have them exposed. You got into the, the bullpen. He didn't finish the third, right? Our bad starting pitching continues. So for Sabathia, at, at that point, 77, and, and you're a manager, you're a catcher, you got people charting pitches. You know damn well he's not at 90 pitches. Yeah, well, That I, answer, he's at he 90, he's at 80. At no, he's at 77. That, you knew that. That was the worst. You what, knew that. You, what, you, are Don't you managing? Like, right. are, you, are you really not managing? Like, you know, I was playing words with friends, and, you know, my sister-in-law went, and I had the cue, and I was down by, like, 30. I wanted to make sure I got 50 points, so I kind of let other guys handle it. Really, you didn't know? Well, I was into know? it in, until I had to do the dugout interview in between half <laughs> innings. And then after that, I lost track. I mean, I, I don't get that. that. That's a huge difference to just flippantly say, ah, oh, what was he at, 90? No, no, Joe, you know exactly where he's at in his pitch count. That's one thing with a a starting pitcher that's pitched as many innings in his career as Sabathia's. You know damn well where he's at in terms of what he what limits he's approaching. So as much as you know, we've seen the quick hook and we've seen managers – be very aggressive the last couple of years. We talked about it over the last two nights. You don't have a pitcher in trouble here. I, unless it comes out that CC Sabathia said, I'm done, which at uh, this point, an hour later, <laughs> we would have heard this by now. I, I don't, an hour and a half later. Understand. I mean, we would have heard this, and Sabathia would have said, oh, yeah, I asked out. I don't He's not understand. taking skip off the hook here. I don't understand. 877-99 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca, that's Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. I mean, that's just, all of that is inexcusable. When Joe Girardi gets fired, fans will say the Joe Girardi game. Because, you know, in New York, we name the games. Name, games get named after <laughs> players when things happen. It's, you know, oh, that was the Curtis Martin game. Oh, that was the Revis game. Oh, that was the Sanchez game. No, this is a Joe Girardi game. If he gets fired, people are going to say ALDS game two, and people are going to go, oh, yeah, you're right. Wildcat Joe. If that's not enough, the other gaffe that Joe Girardi made we will have coming up next, and I want to say his explanation for that one's even worse. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. United States, Christian Pulisic. We'll get back to Joe Girardi and the Yankees in a second. However, pretty much solidifying that the United States will qualify for the World Cup for nothing. United States beats Panama tonight. Pulisic within a phenomenal game. Scores the first goal for the United States. Almost scores a couple minutes later. Sets up the next goal. And then leaves the game after Panama repeatedly tries to injure him. 
throughout the rest of the first half and into the second. I maintain what I've been saying all along. Everybody's sleeping on the United States. Their problems have been solved. Look at the team since Klinsman has been fired. They've been playing extremely well, and Pulisic has shown that he is the next great superstar in soccer. We're going to be a dark horse now in the World Cup, and we'll be a heavy favorite the next two to three World Cups. Keep doing that horse meat sandwich. Although, you know, it is something that happens in Italy, we hear. So, you know, there is that. Might be fueled. You don't know that. It could be. Is that outlawed, though? Would that be like a doping kind of scandal? You can eat horse meat. I think, yeah, I don't think I'm just asking. We have some arcane and some crazy rules in terms of what's banned? No, no. Well, in every disaster and and apocalyptic movie, post-apocalyptic, they eat horse. Like, there's always a horse running around. You go, oh, look at that pretty horse. And then, thunk, thunk, thunk. They all take it out with arrows and then, sure, eating horse. I'm going to eat the leg, like the whole leg. The whole leg of it. Well, I mean, just go to back to, oh, brother, where are they? Yeah. Just make that a horse turn last, last Tuesday. We don't need to play, play the shooting of the horse. You don't need to do that. I'm sorry. It was a musket. Yeah. A uh, <laughs> little too far. A little, little too on the nose. But uh, but just really quick on Pulisic, who they took him out of the game after he got uh, stepped on his calf. This is what's been he happening. He doesn't have good calf. Le- no. Well, he's got to fill out. That's the one thing. Pulisic's 19. He still needs to. Fill some, put some weight on. Get a lot of anger. In get him, a little. Though. I like him. Fire yeah, in the belly. He's great. He's great. He's what we're waiting for. Pretty bad effort by that goal. He's a weapon. Yeah, well, yeah, he yeah, came out. He didn't quite know whether he wanted to commit to it or no. Not. No, he I was saw, afraid of getting kicked in the face. I see, I see a lot of that. You in know, the, 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 the eight, nine-year-old girls I coach on the weekends. This little goalie comes out. Yeah, I don't really know. If I want to get in the way of this. Uh, all right, that's fine. But Bruce Arena has talked about this. There needs to be a little bit more, not quote protection, but they can't just allow opposing teams to be physical with him because that's what they're going to do. They're going to go after Pulisic and try to intimidate him. They're going to try to injure him because he's our best player, and he's a star, and they've been doing it now the last three matches. And at some point, that's got to get called. And at least the United States has to retaliate to a point where you can't. we're not just going to let you do this to one of our guys. That's the big thing. That's the big takeaway from here. Getting ready for Tuesday. Moving on. It's Trinidad and Tobago. Is that we got? They got to figure out a way for this not to happen to Pulisic and to get it starting call because that's what's happening. I mean, he went down, and I was like, boy, this is not him faking it. He got up, and he, you know, he went to the sideline, and sure. they let him run around a little bit, and then they put him back in. They took him out. I mean, I, I said it's three nothing. We got to get him out. Got to get him out. Can't keep him in the game because that's what's going to happen. They're just going to continue to go after him and try to injure him. And that's got to change. Referee, they have to start calling it, and we have to start policing it. Well, and that becomes the big question of how quickly do you get the reputation to where you get those calls and said protection, right? We, we talk about it in every other sport that we discuss here in the Geico Studios. NBA players getting phantom foul calls. NFL players getting the ring of protection, particularly quarterbacks at times. I, I know you've been holding up the Tom Brady picture as I utter this statement, but you, you look at Pulisic and what he means to their chances of, of pushing forward and becoming the global power uh, as you want. I, I love that you can actually pull up an article here, though, in 2017 that it has the United States men's national team dominating anybody. Right, this SB Nation article. If you do the Pulisic search, Pulisic dominates Panama in four nil U.S. MNT win. And then you go in and let's see. There was a there was one line in this write up that was just fantastic. Too often in the past, the U.S. would have had an opening 
and failed to capitalize on it. But on Friday night, they punished Panama ruthlessly. Ruthless. That's pretty strong. Scoreboard, look at the scoreboard. <laughs> That's a pretty strong statement Oh, yeah. I mean, inside of eight minutes, you get the, the goal, and now it you do have to figure out how to protect. This isn't hockey mm. where you get to have a goon, where you no. get to go and, and take a, a shot at another team's top score and make sure that everybody knows the rules of engagement. This is where it becomes interesting to watch the lobbying effort on behalf of the men's national team, which is what they're going to have to do in the press ahead of the World Cup. 877-99 on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And now to Joe Girardi, part two. The Indians beat the Yankees 9-8, 13 innings, a game that had twists and turns, had everything you could possibly want, including Joe Girardi doing things that is going to eventually wind up with him getting fired as Yankee manager. He takes CC Sabathia out of a game. The Yankees are leading 8-3 in the sixth inning where Sabathia is cruising. He had retired 12 of the last 13 batters he faced. He goes to his bullpen because this is how he did it all year. The bullpen comes in, gives up a grand slam home run to Francisco Lindor. They tie it in the eighth on a Jay Bruce home run, and they go on to win it in 13 innings. Me describing it, I just have to describe it. It was much more thrilling than that, but you know, I, I got to just describe how it happens. That was like color me part. mine, paint by numbers. I know, the I got, way you but we got to get to this part, Be- buddy. We got to get to this part. So the whole grand slam didn't have to happen. Did not have to happen. With two outs, runners at first and second, and a full count to Lonnie Chisenhall. Chisenhall is quote hit by a pitch, goes to first base. Lindor comes up, hits a grand slam. Now it's 8-7. Replays clearly showed that the ball hit the knob of Chisholm Hall's bat. So it's a bad call by the home plate umpire, but you have replay. Clearly, it hits the bottom of Chisholm Hall's bat into Gary Sanchez's glove. That's strike three, that's inning over, and it's 8-3. We're going to the seventh inning. Joe Girardi does not challenge that, and I don't know why. Why does he not challenge it? It's strike three in the end of the inning. Do you really you really want to sit back and say, okay, we're okay loading up the bases for Lindor, who, oh, by the way, is the best shortstop in baseball. We're okay doing that. We're okay doing that. I was waiting for Joe Girardi's explanation after the game. Why do you not challenge the Lonnie Chisenhall play? And here's what he said just a few moments ago. There was nothing that told us that he was not hit uh, on the pitch. By the time we got the super slow-mo, we were a minute probably beyond a minute. It was way too late. You know, they, they tell us we have 30 seconds. Um, they will take longer in, in replay. And, and probably being a catcher, my thought is I never want to break a pitcher's rhythm. You know, that's how I think about it. So if it's not something – there was nothing that said he was not hit. They said 30 seconds. We, we talk about that in the meeting all the time. All right, so there's nothing that they saw. So, number one, you have a bad replay crew. Because the ball d- deflected off the bat. What, what's, what's the harm in challenging? If the wor- worst thing to worse is you lose, but you lose a challenge, okay, it's 8-3. It's still 8-3. You're still in the sixth inning. Why not challenge? Even if you're unsure, that's a pretty big bleep in play. That's a pretty big play to say the result is bases loaded and Lindor is coming up. Let's challenge it. You don't always have to have – the irrefutable evidence. Sometimes in a situation, you have to challenge something because the result 
is way worse than if we challenge. If you challenge and lose, well, then Chisinau's at first base anyway, and you have to deal with it, but you're still up 8-3, and, and you, you're continuing to go on. But challenge it because possibly it looked like it certainly looked like it you had nothing to lose at that point well, and gary That's sanchez was motioning to the bench I, I, to I, challenge it i, I don't throw the towel it. what's the downside i mean do you not trust gary's i know he's a bad but, defensive catcher, but here's but the, here's the thing even, even, even if you're wrong what's the downside you know they don't make you go sell hot dogs in the third deck they don't eject you from the game you don't have to play shorthanded or pitch underhanded going forward i don't understand I just don't get why you're not immediately calling for it. That's the end of the inning. That's it. That there's no answer he could have possibly given there was, that there made was any nothing. sense. And now you have to also answer the question: You didn't trust your catcher, who's telling you yeah. point blank that this is how things transpired. And then to say, as a catcher, I as a former catcher, because he played that card a lot during the press conference. He played it a lot. As a former catcher, I don't want to disrupt a pitcher's rhythm when he's out there. That was his other thing. I didn't want to go out there and disrupt a pitcher's rhythm when he's out there when he's got a pitch. Whoa, you know what? These are big boys now. They this this is the ALDS. This is not August 12th. This is not July 17th. This is not May 14th. This is the ALDS. And I'm sorry, but your pitcher, really? You you you're you're coddling him that much. I don't want to take him out of a rhythm. You're out of the inning. You're out of the inning if you challenge and win. If you challenge and lose, he's got to go make pitches. Okay. I mean, you're, you're, I don't understand why this is supposed to help you. You this don't have to a give tool. up a game check. I, 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 I'm reading all the rules going, where, where's wanna, the downside? A pitcher's he falls into a pit of destruction? I, I mean, <laughs> when, when there is not, I don't get it. There is not one time. There is not one time I have seen someone say or it being offered after a bad replay challenge goes, oh, we tried, we challenged on replay, we didn't get it. Where a pitcher or a manager has said, oh, you know, sitting around for that three minutes, that really, that really hurt it. That really hurt us. Well, you know, our guy would have struck the other guy out at that. That's not the case. I mean, Joe Girardi has decided, you know what? Now, things are bad enough for me. I'm going to give you the worst answers possible when it comes to why I did what I did. It's like, it's like managing 101. I, I I don't understand. When when is there going to be a bigger moment in that game? Uh, none. When that is there going the to be moment. a bigger moment in that, that game where moment. you have to save the challenge for good? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Alex Marvez's appearance with us brought to you by True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And I know from the past and him telling me this alex marvez whenever he writes a column on sporting news or says something if someone calls him out on it he just says i'm a passionate writer and that's right. basically the excuse he gives what's happening am i'm just trying to learn the route tree guys that's how it is you know just, just, hey. doing, just doing my part to make the world a better place yeah. but if but if they throw it to the end zone you're going to turn and look for the football right on a final about play that with oj howard you know and it was just driving me nuts you know and i and, I, and post game you know you only have so much time right now I was at bucks and patriots last night and you know i went to the patriots locker room i just thought they were the story of the night but i really wanted to know what was going on with oj howard at the end of the game because look guys if he turns around at the five yard line he's catching that ball i mean and it's a, he's no one's stopping oj howard at full speed going into that end zone he is going to get in there that pass is not going to get broken up he, you know, what Dirk Cutter told me tonight on SiriusXM, he said he read the coverage wrong. There's two different things that O.J. Howard had options of doing. He chose the wrong one. 
And, and, you know, it's little things like that that cause you to implode. You know, you miss three field goals, one of which was obviously, you know, 56-yard. I'm not expecting Nick Foles to make that. But two others, very manageable. You miss that. You're 0 for 8 on your first third-down conversions. I mean, you name it, the Buccaneers, again, when it, when teams play the Patriots, they suffer brain lock. It, it's just remarkable how they just they make these types of mistakes that end up costing them games against a team that, that really right now isn't all that perfect. Got to know the route trees. O.J. Howard's got to know the routes. You know, be more physical on the routes. It's one thing we've learned all week. But hey, Alex, we got got to know the routes, right? That's the number one thing all week long. You know, and what's interesting about this is we remember Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50, right? How a guy that was having an MVP, he was the MVP of that season, how small he came up because he was uncomfortable all week with the media. And I'm not saying that was the only reason Von Miller made him awfully uncomfortable as well. But let's be real here. I don't know what Cam's mindset was going into that game. I don't think he had a particularly great week of practice. I just think that Cam, you know, allowed some outside influences to affect him. And we've seen this with this Panthers team as well, by the way. You look at the situation, remember between John Josh Norman, uh, when he was with the Panthers and Odell Beckham Jr., uh, they were undefeated at that time in 2015 and ended up you know, losing that game uh, the following week to the Atlanta Falcons. They're only lost before the Super Bowl. That I lead into this because I'm curious to see what type of Cam Newton shows up on Sunday. I don't think it's going to be a good one. I think it's been a bad week for Cam. I think his off-field has been an absolute disaster. He's losing money. He's losing fans. He's hearing it from everybody. And he can give as many, quote, heartfelt apologies as he wants. I just don't think the story's going away, you know, that soon. And I don't think Cam's going to play very well against Detroit. Well, it's a much better defense, right? These guys actually know their assignments and do get after the quarterback, unlike what we've seen from the New England Patriots. Well, they, Detroit's doing a much better job. They're, they're sound. I mean, you know, too, you know, I don't want to say potential for a letdown game, but Carolina beats New England, right? And, I mean, that's, you know, the gold standard of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and now you're back-to-back, two games on the road straight. I mean, look, listen, this, this Detroit team isn't a juggernaut like the New York Jets. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. Hey, we'll be 3-2 and two on Sunday a.m. <laughs> exactly. What, did, I, did I call it last week or what? <laughs> hey, we, you know, as long as if the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Bills, the Jets win, we're tied for first place after five weeks. Yeah, and then you got the Patriots after that. That's and right. That'll truly be a great measuring stick <laughs> for where your team is at. But hey, you know what? A- kudos to them. You know, this was a team that you know. I mean, could have easily folded. They could have been the Chargers, which are an absolute dumpster fire. You know, and I mean, really bad. <laughs> if you think if you think they're bad on the field, you know, and you're hearing all the stories off the field. From what I'm hearing from the other stories that aren't even out there yet about how bad this team is being run right now, basically, it's like nomadic. You know what I mean? They still, even though they're they're in LA, they don't really have a home. The facility's a dump. I mean, it's just it's a complete mess. What's happening? Players aren't happy. You know, Philip Rivers is just laboring through the season. And guys, this one gets very interesting. And don't ex- and expect to start hearing this buzz at some point soon. If the Chargers are as bad as we think they are, and they end up going, let's say, 2-14, and 14, and they become the New York Jets, that team that gets that 2018 <laughs> number one or number two overall pick, listen, you got two quarterbacks in Southern California that can actually help you sell tickets. Would not be surprised if Phillip Rivers is on the move or just decides to call it a career at the end of 2017. Whoa, Alex Marvez bringing the thunder. Does he get to keep that two hundred thousand dollar RV? Oh, you know, and that, that's part. You know, and that's part of it too. I think there's a grind that comes with that sitting there each week. And listen, it's not. And you know, going back and forth each day, you know, to team headquarters, and then going back. And guys, you're losing. You're zero and four. You're frustrated. The facility's terrible. And you know what? You have no chance to bond with the guys after that. 
You you really don't, right. right? I mean, basically, you're someone out there on an island, and you know you you know you know you have to leave at a certain time because you got to get home. But you're not out there being you know able to have a close connection with your teammates. You know, it's not like guys can call you up and say, "Hey, listen, we're all going to go bowling," and, and you know what I mean. You want to come out, and I know Philip has 15 kids, and it might be difficult to get a sitter for that. You know, you need seven of them. But the point <laughs> is that you you know he could go out and maybe be with these guys socially. I just think this season has taken a tremendous personal toll on Philip Rivers. Clearly, the charge. They've got to do something to get their fan base back. This makes a lot of sense from what I'm hearing. Do not be surprised, Philip Rivers, on the move at the end of the 2017 season. Oof. Wow. Alex Marvez. Follow him on Twitter, at Alex Marvez. That is at Alex Marvez, his latest at SportingNews.com. Boy. Incendiary. That is absolutely – I could feel the flames through the microphone. AM, as always, buddy. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next week, and I'll call you on your bat phone if the Jets go to 3-2. and two. Hey, I'm telling you, it's going to happen, baby. Watch out. You know, Cleveland's in trouble. And I know, go back. You guys have been talking BYU, Boise State tonight. I know you got a lot to cover. Yeah. Go back to it, okay? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.